Love it. Uh, yeah. So, hello. Uh, welcome to episode 11 of TRT Sound System. Hello. How are you today, Reese? I'm great. I am. I'm amped. I am ready to go to the city of Denver and uh, make make my agenda be known, if you know what I mean. Of course. Uh, and we've got a guest today. Uh, Kay, how are you doing today? What's up? I'm speaking to you guys for the first time. I don't, I don't know these people. From the podcast Agab, uh, they also have a YouTube channel um, where uh, they, uh, it's mostly about Raid Shadow Legends. Um, <laughs> that's right. Every week, a new video about Raid Shadow Legends. Uh, will I figure out what even happens in that game? No. Next video. Yeah, and they wouldn't keep working with me uh, despite despite me doing such a good job. So actually, uh, if you know where like the people who own Raid Shadow Legends live, uh, just let me know. <laughs> so, okay, as I yeah, crack yeah. a beer, uh, will you introduce the game and soundtrack uh, that we yeah. will be uh, enjoying this episode? Well, thank you so much for asking, because as it turns out, uh, on this podcast, uh, we only uh, enjoy the best, finest, uh, sort of fine wines of video game soundtracks, right? Uh, so, of course, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is what's on the menu today, folks. Holy shit. Um, Holy shit. Just the the composer... <laughs> it's such a banger. Uh, the composer... Um, Jamie oh Christopherson is the composer. Uh, I was trying to remember his first name. I was going to say Joseph Christopherson? No. <laughs> that's not, He's not a Joseph. Yeah, Jamie. Um, he did a new round of interviews um, about six months ago when, oh, okay. for some reason, this game kind of had like a resurgence. It did, yeah. Uh, I don't totally understand why that happened, but that's when I played it. And worth. Holy shit. Um, the, the resurgence has been bubbling IMHO yeah, ever since yeah. um, Make America Great Again was a thing uh, because yeah. the uh, mm. totally correct hero of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance uh, does say Make America Great Again. <laughs> and I remember it being kind of a meme <laughs> at that time. Yeah. And I feel like psychically it's been building um, to, to a crescendo. Mm. Uh, and that crescendo is when uh, we both played it. <laughs> Um, I also, yeah, I, I first played it like back in 2015 for like the first few missions. And I was like, this game is great. I'm going to get back to it eventually. And then I never did. Um, but yeah, I also played it during the resurgence this uh, last year. Um, had a great time and then got to the last boss and was like, this is too difficult for me. I'm too much of a baby gamer. Uh, time to give up. Oh, uh, no, it's it was a bit tough. Mm. Um this game is so good it's and i feel amazing. like it is i feel like okay so here's my theory uh, the culture wasn't ready for it when it came mm. out and something has shifted uh and i think it's also been part of it's almost a reevaluation of new metal i'm gonna say yeah. this game is spiritually new metal very much where so. when it when new metal was current people took it really seriously even though it was obviously embarrassingly silly and, and deeply and so unserious, was, and genre. deeply unserious, yeah. <laughs> um, 
And so it created this kind of dissonance, right? But I feel like we've reached an ironic level <laughs> where we're able to look back at new metal yeah. and be like, that shit was very funny. Um, yeah. I, I feel this mirrors uh, the Metal Gear Solid fandom uh, mm. note for note. Uh, <laughs> which, as, as much as I love Metal Gear Solid 2, it is, it is uh, at its core, a deeply unserious franchise. But yeah. we... We were all not ready for Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. And this is 100% was just 100. Everybody played the game, including myself. Uh, I'm saying uh, I'm everybody. Um, and just you being are. like, I'm just, they're ruining my beloved franchise. Um, and then you just look <laughs> back back on it. No, this might be the best Metal Gear in a way. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th I think even at the time, I remember being like, this looks like a game I'm going to enjoy. But I think it also got sort of... Um, lumped in with that uh, DMC reboot um, it did. as being just sort of like weirdly edgy or whatever. But like this game is not edgy. It's too busy being angry about the war on terror. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's got it's got a lot of really sophisticated things to say about it, too. <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I suppose like the, the main soundtracky or sort of the main stuff, of the soundtrack is the vocal tracks, which are like um, really the main event i suppose um mm -hmm. so in terms of the vocals there's actually like four or five different vocalists um the most notable one is uh, a fella called jason miller um he's the only one on vgmdb that actually has a page of the singers um because he's also done um vocal work for the guilty gear and blaze blue vocal track albums um which are both sort of very new metal in their spirit i suppose um and then there's a bunch of other singers, uh, Tyson Yen, Graham Cornies, Free Dominguez, John Bush, Kit Walters, and Jimmy Necco. The the other sort of main artist uh, showing up is um, Maniac Agenda. A lot of these tracks are sort of called the Maniac Agenda mix. So according to Jamie Christofferson, mm. um, what would happen is Maniac Agenda would work somewhat separately from him as yeah. composer, and the studio would send his tracks to them and they would just fuck with them put they would just put tons of fucking synths <laughs> on it um and that's why a lot of these sound like they would be fairly straightforward kind of like alt metal tracks from the time and mm. then like a weird synthesizer comes in yeah it's because maniac agenda just had their way with it at some point and the studio was like yeah this is yeah, they made it. it better this is fun let's go yeah that's that's <laughs> that's that's the the the, the power of nano machines oh yeah music um, another right. artist that, that cropped up on this as well is, um, I'm sure neither of you know who Ferry Corson is. Um, no. But uh, he's mostly known for just being a trance DJ um, from back in the 90s. He appears on one track towards the end of the album, um, as I guess he's done some work, um, again, just throwing in some synths here and there. Um, mostly known these days for being a podcaster. Um, so shout out oh, to Ferry Corson. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, as I said, unless you're sort of into that genre of music, it's not a name I think you'd necessarily recognize. Um, but it is one that jumped out to me when I was sort of listening to the soundtrack on its own. Yeah, I suppose the game itself, um, game made by Platinum. Um, we all love Platinum games, I think. Uh, I think that's safe to say. Um, I do now. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I sort of followed the the track from DMC to be to be an editor to this um quite strongly because 
Um, even though I do suck at them, uh, I really, really love character action games, these style of games. So um, definitely stuff that I was keeping an eye on from the start. Um, but as I said, did neither of you actually played these until this year, this game? Yeah, it was my first time. Oh, I played it at the Penny Arcade Expo <laughs> as a demo. Yo. Um, before we get started on the uh, on the tracks themselves, um, mm -hmm. I did want to mention... Uh, my understanding is that this was developed to be or, or planned to be more of a Metal Gear game proper before Platinum yeah. took over. Um, and so I, I do think that you think you can see in the game, maybe not as much in the music, but I feel like the music embraces the the Hideo uh, Slipknot, uh, you know, universal <laughs> style theory. And um, I I. I I, I just feel like that is really worth mentioning as you consider both Metal Gear Rising and uh, the music is that it is a true East meets West kind of production. Yeah. Even if Platinum is not, uh, you know, a Western studio, I feel like they're embracing a sort of, uh, you know, broad Western corniness in a way yeah. uh, that can only be described uh, musically as new metal. <laughs> Absolutely. The, yeah, so I suppose we'll jump into some of these next tracks. So um, the first break I have here is all boss themes. Um, so we've got uh, the only thing I know for real. Uh, that's the Sam uh, box, boss fight. Uh, I'm my own master now, the Blade Wolf boss fight. Uh, A Stranger I Remain, the Mistral boss fight. And the Stains of Time, uh, which is the Monsoon boss fight. Um, the... Again, like all of these are like just new metal bangers, but I really would just recommend listening to the lyrics on these because um, it's it's great when a game or like any anything at all, I think, just um, has lyrics in a song that just describe what's happening on the screen <laughs> or just like really reflects the mental state of a character. Um, it's it always works for me, even though it's dumb as hell. <laughs> so, yeah, let's jump into it.
Uh, any thoughts on those? Um, not really, because I've been headbanging so hard that I I have given myself <laughs> a serious concussion. Um, now, I, I, I think you did mention a good point uh, in the break, actually, uh, Reese. That I think you should probably um, explain to the listeners because when you once you said it, I was reading the lyrics as I, as I was going through, and I was like, "This is actually exactly what this is." I've started comparing games to Broadway musicals a bit more, um, just because mm. I feel like uh, when games rush you through the plot in like AAA games, it feels like when uh, in the Phantom of the Opera, they're like, where is he? Where is he? We have to get to the next song so people don't <laughs> get bored. Um, and so I feel like this is like a Broadway musical in the sense of the actual songs of... I don't know. It's there's something about the on the noseness of the lyrics and yeah. the boss fight dual energy and the fact they need to have a certain you know Japanese melodic broadness while still being you know new metal with just a zillion synths and it just feels like a Broadway musical. It just feels, yeah. you're always returning to these refrains when you get to these certain parts of the song and it doesn't quite mm. feel like that in the game itself as much because the lyrics are chopped up to, and it's hard to, to make them out when you're sort of mashing the square button on your controller. Yeah. Well, well all the lyrics too are sort of like modulated for the fight like mm. in the i i think the jet stream sand fi fight is because he's so reticent there's a lot of parts of where they turn the lyrics down and you can't hear them because yeah. like uh jet stream sam is concentrating and is just like blocking yeah. out those thoughts um i was i read that in one of those new interviews and i thought it was just like that's that's the level they're operating at they're, they're getting yeah like these songs weird. are from the perspective of the of each of these bosses yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. But, it absolutely makes that a sort of a musical trope. But, but just just listening to them on the on the OST, it see it really does seem like you know here's Monsoon about to uh, sing his uh, adventurous battle against uh, 
against Raiden. Yeah. For the Denver Police Department. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then here's the uh, you know, French Algerian lady just like, "Oh yeah, I can do war crimes. This is fucking great." So she gets like an upbeat song cuz she loves her job. We love a girl boss. She's sort of a Hillary Clinton type. Um and I think it's really funny how there's actually a sequence uh, sort of lending credit to your, your read on this as a Broadway musical. Uh, there is a sequence where you have to duel Alexander Hamilton and he starts rapping. I thought that was really <laughs> wow, yeah. sort of weird in the game. Yeah, that was a bit of a weird moment. but Yeah, but I mean, that's uh, new metal for you. Some little freak will turn up and start rapping if you're not careful. 100%. <laughs> Someone's going to think that's real. Some... <laughs> it is real like, don't I mean, come on it is. someone's gonna seek that real because it is real it yeah is we're real. we're information jamming here it's it's just like the games it's just like the games <laughs> um and yeah the the last one i like that's probably my favorite track on the whole soundtrack um it just it rips so much and uh, that monsoon fight is so much fun as we were talking about during the break as well um <clears throat> Love like, the monsoon all, all fight. fights are are really good. Um, I said the the Mister one is probably the most sort of boring one. Um, yeah, but then once you get her weapon, that weapon is great fun. So yeah, um, absolutely. Mistral is the comic relief boss fight. Mistral's not hard though, mm. and the the weapon you get and all the just the arm stuff is mm. is we're having a goofy time before we yeah. get real. Um, um, and and I respect that. Yeah, it does, and like it does actually sort of um, remind me a little of uh, some of the stuff in um, uh, in Near Automata as well. So it's interesting that you get like all those robots coming together, um, sort of repeats itself from this into uh, uh, Near Automata. I think that despite this being a platinum game, you can still see Kojima's fingerprints on it, mm. and one of the ways you can see them is that the game strongly believes that women are funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I think you see that in that boss fight as well. Yeah. <laughs> and in the lyrics to the song, even. And in the lyrics, yeah. It's just like, I love I love being a war criminal. I love um, war I finally crime. found my place in the world. Girls just want to have fun, okay? <laughs> That's right, the lyrics. I get so much money to shop. I love it. It's Don't think shopping. about the dead bodies. <laughs> it makes me sad. So yeah, I suppose we're going to jump into some of these next tracks. Um, so these aren't boss fights, but they are still some of the vocal tracks. Um, they're just like action themes. Um, so I guess like boss, uh, not boss fights, but like regular uh, fights. Um, the uh, first one we have is the is Dark Skies, which is the action theme of uh, Sukumi, uh, the capital of, of Abkhazia, which is like the first real level of the game. Um, then you have... Um, let me see here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Return to Ashes, uh, which is the action team uh, for chapters three and four. Um, I think that's the, the, the level leading into Denver and then the actual Denver stage. Um, so which, the, the cop killing theme. The cop killing theme, yeah. Um, uh, but they're robot cops. It's okay. Don't worry. Uh, no actual humans were harmed. I mean, that, the, uh, the game makes quite clear in the in the text that some of them are humans, uh, and that makes it better. They say this. There's there's a part when, uh, like, you can hear their thoughts yeah. and you, as you stab them, and they're like, "Oh, I miss my wife." 
Um, and so just they're, they're humans, uh, no matter yeah, what no, anybody says. I think, and, I think uh, it's implied to be that they're like the kids and stuff as well um, that were like being trained or something um, in the in the giant brain room that you get to at the top of Denver. Oh, okay. Um, but luckily, like, Raiden learns to get over it and kill those goddamn get over pigs. And murder people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That that's the important lesson. Um, he does and enjoy the, all the lesson that all of Denver should be nuked. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is definitely getting taken. <laughs> this is an anti-Denver podcast. If you're from Denver, fucking square up. It'll be it'll be weed. It will talk. Fair enough. Uh, the last track then is A Soul Can't Be Cut, uh, which is uh, action theme for chapter five and seven. Um, so the escape from Denver and assassination attempt levels. Stop the 
I hope everyone's feeling refreshed now after um, a couple of stages of Killing Cops. I'm feeling Always. pretty good. I'm feeling very good. Uh, there was no mercy shown. Uh, they were crying for their with their families, and it didn't didn't matter, <laughs> dude. Didn't matter at all. Uh, their families were not crying for them. No, no, no. Well, at least, I mean, certainly forty percent of their families were. <laughs> oh. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> Man, just the home run bunt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. Um, I feel like there's only so much depth we can get in, at least I can get into with, with some of this stuff, um, because it's such a just like visceral game. Mm. And I think like the music is, is just best experienced and just to like, yeah. and just in, enjoyed, you know, this, this is such, um, a, a weirdly like charged stage because this is, uh, at least the, the, um, the, the cop killing theme. Um, because this is all about Raiden uh, getting over <laughs> yeah. the fact uh, that he's also Jack, the genocidal uh, Jack the person Ripper. who does not care about non-combatants, uh, yeah. especially does not care about uh, non-combatant police officers. Um, right. And so it's just this this very like hard, um, broad do metal song um and i love it i'm, I'm having a good time time yeah. uh what what was the line uh that, that you pointed out Kay? oh in uh return to ashes um there's a part where in just the worst weirdest nasally voice i've ever from any of these tracks easily they just say the politicians say they're right and it's in this like derisive like oh <laughs> Fucking read nineteen eighty four. It's, 1984 it's kind very of Bush era. Yeah, it's like, like we're we're doing politics, but not in a way that says anything. Obviously, yeah. Like, <laughs> the cops man. are tracking your pizza boxes. <laughs> That's right. The cops are tracking your pizza boxes. The politicians, folks. I don't want to be too controversial, but they may, they might be lying. They might not be telling the whole truth to us, the politicians. Uh, anyway, before we get. Uh, into the next block, I do want to say that uh, Riot is unironically the platonic ideal of the Antifa super soldier. Oh, that's true. And actually, we're yeah. we're producing we're producing them next to the uh, the little factory in Liverpool where we make the the signs that say we don't sell the sun here. Um, we're making Rydens. They uh, sound like you... a person from Liverpool. Can you put, uh, can you get a Ringo model over here to just <laughs> dissipate my city block? Uh, that'd be great. The weird thing about Liverpool is I don't think we make those kinds of guys anymore. Nobody here sounds like the dudes in the Beatles. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know where, where we made those, but those are gone. That model is out of production. It, it is my strong opinion is that you cannot both have that heavy an accent and also, uh, be, uh, uh, understandable, be coherent, uh, unless you're doing a performance. Um, if Ringo was just like, Moya, if that's fucking cool with the war, it's my mind, and then I'd believe it. Like, but uh, the, all of them talking uh, like um, British Muppets. No, no, thank you. Fake. So do, you, fake. do you think that they had really intense Scouse accents and they were actually, that was them trying to speak? like phonetically for an american audience perhaps or even the rest of britain i i think they had uh really intense scouse accents and then they both 
started doing an insane amount of drugs and and <laughs> the only thing that they were required to do from day to day was to be vaguely presentable to Americans. So I think that that's a reasonable uh, call. Yeah, uh, perhaps they also but, just forgot what they even sound like. You get too high and then that happens. 100%. <laughs> um, and anyways, uh, oh, yeah. of this bit. <laughs> cut, be cut gone, Beatles. Perish. Enough of the Beatles, but cut all this. Just cut everything. Cut it. I've cut it. This podcast. Fuck, shoot John Lennon. Cut it. Cut all uh, this. Let's listen. Yeah, just kind of cut everything. Let's <laughs> kind of cut this entire thing and just put the entire soundtrack up. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so as, as we said, not much to say, not much to add to those tracks, really. Um, a lot of sort of very on the nose political stuff that's very sort of, as I said, Bush era. Um, so to take a break from some vocal tracks, I'd have selected some of the instrumental tracks from um, from the main soundtrack. So again, these are just sort of like cutscene tracks and uh, general stage tracks. Um, so we have uh, Chasing the Wind, Rising Action 1. Dwarf Gecko, uh, and then the last one is Mystical Ninja, which uh, turns out is actually a remix of a um, of a song from a Mystical Ninja game, uh, which I didn't realize until like two days ago when I was um, Look, putting together yes. this playlist. So, awesome. <laughs> um, let's go.
So yeah, uh, I don't think there's a whole lot to say about that last block, really. Um, just uh, some fairly incidental music, but I felt I should include it at least just to sort of uh, give a broader idea of the music that is in the game. Um, but even at that, there's still a lot of just like chugging guitars and sort of heavy metal uh, or new metal style riffs. Um, what I love about um, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is like it does have the like very broad kind of like story-based plot but it's also a very video gamey game at the same mm. time like it wants you to replay these missions for points to unlock things yeah um there there are little parts in the mission where it's just like you you know you you can do like goofy little side missions it's not necessarily side missions but like you'll get part of the level and it'll just be like oh pretend you care about stealth riding and then either you blast through it or you don't yeah um and and I and we were talking as well about the VR missions. And while I agree, our the VR missions are something that nobody should ever feel like they have to engage with. I always appreciate whenever games have enough confidence in their combat system or whatever their gameplay loop is. Yeah. To just have like the pure like. You a know, distilled version of drywall, of yeah, yeah, drywall, like bare drywall version of of the gameplay that you can just fuck around with. Um, yeah, and and I feel like Metal Gear has been really good about about that, and so I like the Metal Gear Revengeance sort of honors that aspect of it. Definitely, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we're probably just going to start. Um, a discussion on the the next block anyway soon because i feel like we haven't brought him up enough um because like the real hero of this game uh senator armstrong That's how do we right. feel about senator armstrong he makes a lot of strong points you know <laughs> he seems like a guy who can get things done and he's got my vote for president oh man what can you say about senator armstrong that hasn't been said um uh, except uh I miss you, Dad. It's just a really funny character. Um, I, I constantly bark at Kay. The line is like, used to play some college ball after he swings an ICBM at Raiden or whatever. Um, th there's a very funny parody of masculinity going on. Yeah. Um, and I find that it it is... At, has has aged incredibly well uh yeah. starting with the make america great again a uh, line um, and just the the whole fight it's just an insane mil milieu uh yeah. and and i really love he's he's just a corn a corn fed idaho freak who just takes nano machines it's it's the best the it's, best american villain of all time it's such a like a window into the worldwide perception of america and it's fucking correct right it like 100 correct yeah there there's such a type of guy in america who has never like worked with his hands in his life but genuinely believes that it would be gay if his truck wasn't like at least 30 feet off the fucking ground um, the, and Armstrong is just that embodied completely. Absolutely. So, I, I don't want to give it like prophetic um, credit or whatever, but I do think that there is, uh, it is special that Armstrong's uh, line of uh, ended up 
embodying the American boogeyman of the 21st century. Yeah. Like I, 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 it's like I don't want to make too much of that, really. But I just, I, I, you gotta give um, the characterization of uh, Senator Armstrong credit. It's, it's all there during the fight. He's being stupid like this the whole time, and it really is. Is like I would love to play a PC vengeance mod where it's uh, a Trump vocal performance in a Trump model. Uh, oh my god, that would be so good. It's what's well, I mean, the thing about it being prophetic is like that. I, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy that it's exact wording, but ev versions of that are so prevalent throughout American politics. Mm. Like Trump never had a new fucking idea in his life other yeah, like, than that, just, that phrase was around for ages. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, you know, he was extra uh, uh, tactless with how he presented a lot of these same ideas. That's the only yeah. sort of new thing. Um, but it is very funny that it's literally the exact same words as his primary slogan. That is, that's quite good. It's yeah. Good. I, I, I don't want to make it seem like that there was a, like, I, I agree with you, you know, it's, it's not an original concept, but at the same time, I think it is a beautiful, a beautiful dovetailing of cultural, uh, moments. Oh yeah, totally. I think it just indicates that they had some feeling of, of kind of the vibe in american <laughs> politics and that that's kind of what happens when you accidentally you know quote unquote predict something like that it's you know it's you didn't predict anything it's just you looked at what was in front of you and you were like yeah this is what this is i would be the stupidest <laughs> version of this and then that happens <laughs> yeah it's like well the there two, you go uh before we start in the next songs the two main predictions for metal gear rising revengeance they got correct was that number one you know the the american bravado uh you know expanding into trump has aged so well the other thing that has aged i would argue almost better is mistral uh being a girl who does war crimes feels great um i think oh that God. is borne out to be uh truer uh than than anything we've ever known um so i don't know <laughs> scathing critique of liberal feminism from metal gear rising you gotta hand it to him <laughs> absolutely um yeah, it's like I suppose um, with 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 that um, the whole concept of it being sort of um, prophetic, I think it's just like that. Is if you take an idea and then just sort of extrapolate that to the stupidest possible version, uh, you will get today. Yeah, exactly. Like the the presentation of uh, Senator Armstrong was not somebody who who spent ten thousand hours like researching what <laughs> true America would become. It's somebody yeah. who spent one hour looking at American news and said, what if we made an American also bad in evil Goku? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and went from there. Yeah. It, it's kind of funny how doing that gave it, or gave it more longevity, right? Because yeah. like satire, it's been observed plenty at this point that all of the sort of um, the facade of legitimacy and, and respectability has, has crumbled so much that it's really hard to do satire now. Mm -hmm. um, and so more sort of sophisticated satires from the past just read as like absurdly quaint now, whereas over the top preposterous shit like this, it still works because you have to be that over the top now. Yeah. Um, I, I have a lot of thoughts that I'm forming um, that I can't fully articulate right now, but will be articulated in the future about the uh, an animeification of uh, humanity, culture, and society. Oh, and absolutely. I think that, that, 
that makes things like Metal Gear Rising and, and all anime uh, that doesn't have uh, weird freak shit in it uh, retroactively age much better. Ooh, short list, that one. But yeah, yeah exactly. Uh. <laughs> uh, I suppose, yeah, we'll go into these next uh, few tracks. Um, I've got uh, one track here from the Blade Wolf DLC, um, which is The Hot Wind Blowing. Um, it's Camson's boss team, so this is the track that I mentioned that... Um, Ferry Corston did some work on. Um, the uh, next one then is the Red Sun track. Uh, sorry, is Red Sun, which is the boss team for Sundowner. Um, yeah, they predicted Joe Biden. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, talk about prophetic. Anyways, <laughs> um, we've got then collective consciousness, and uh, it has to be this way. So that's uh, respectively the. Um, the Metal Gear Excelsius fight, um, as as piloted by uh, Senator Armstrong, uh, and then the actual fight with uh, Senator Armstrong himself. So let's go.
I suppose the um, first thing I want to sort of uh, jump into there is the track Red Sun. You, uh, I was thinking it and you then said it. <laughs> just like it's sort of an underrated banger for this soundtrack. Um, I just like there's that rising melodic vocal during the chorus that sort of like counterpoints with the guitar. Um, and it's like, it's so good. I love it. Um, I love I love a good sort of counter melody. Um, and like that, that whole vocal performance for that track is definitely the best one on the soundtrack for me. Yeah, I find it kind of interesting because, so, okay, so all these boss songs are, they're just sort of blatantly stating what the boss is thinking, but <laughs> Red, Red Sun is a little more, it's not terribly abstract, but there's a layer of abstraction because it mm. seems to be a, a song about environmental destruction. Yeah. Um, which I find interesting because that's not immediately what Sundowner is doing in that moment. Yeah. But it's kind of, it kind of reveals something about the military industrial complex, I suppose. It's, you know it what? might be the smartest song in the, <laughs> in the game. Uh, I, you know, not, not, not to criticize uh, my fellow co-hosts, but I would argue that Metal Gear Rising Revengeance operates on, on a less academic level than I think you're giving it credit for. Um, <laughs> the, 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 this, is, the, this is for uh, bong rip nights to go uh, to consider like a, 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 a a couple of narrow, easily graphed spectrum, uh, uh, spectrums of ideological thought. Um, and, but when I say like bong rip nights, I'm not talking about some vague idea. I'm talking about me, like when I'm 24, <laughs> um, I, I, I could have used this, uh, the, this, this contemplation uh, matrix. Um, and, and so I just want to be, be more gentle to the lyrics because I think that this probably blew a couple more minds and I think we're all giving that credit for. Um, sorry. Sorry I mean, to... Yeah, every, everybody to has their awakening people. some way. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, that's not... You might know. be right. And in, in a way, that's kind of what is effective about a track like Red Sun um, because I, I do feel like it is, it's presenting you with an idea and it doesn't have to be complex. Um, but I, I feel like it's... I don't know. I, I feel like it's really effective. You know, I, I feel like it, there is, you know, an, an anime-ish or however you want to describe it, lack of ego combined with extreme concern for, for style. Um, yeah. Lack of ego isn't quite the right word, but it doesn't, I think your rising doesn't care about being cringe. It cares about being cool. And it's just like, hell yeah. Fucking four girls like this. I win. You know what? Correct. <laughs> Uh, that's right uh and, and i really love it on that level and i feel like it it, it does it, it's always swinging for the fences musically and all this other uh in with all this other stuff we talked about with, yeah. with the gameplay and the themes absolutely yeah um the um i suppose the other two tracks then sort of um conversely um are a lot more sort of surface level by comparison um I'm just looking at the lyrics there for collective consciousness, oh, and it's there. just the refrain oh, yeah. where it's just "Let your country control your soul," <laughs> which is just in in my notes. I wrote, "Oh shit!" They listened to it, or they watched Idiocracy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah, it's that very very blunt. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a point where it, they say, "We'll make freedom obsolete." <laughs> Fucking yeah. awesome. 
And I, th- I think like that that speaks to what Reese was saying. Um, um, and again, like it is, it is sort of um, you know there is just there's no layers to it, um, and there doesn't have to be um, because no, it's okay. not trying to have layers. Yeah, this this is the image. It's because this is when you're fighting the big fucking uh, Metal Gear, right? Like this is yeah. the image of of mechanization and this sort of new like techno authoritarian future that we're we're kind of plummeting into. Like fuck it, why be subtle? Just fucking put it on the face of the robot, you know? Like... <laughs> and it's, it isn't subtle, but in the game, it's filtered through uh, the gameplay um, yeah. and and mm. these different parts trigger at different moments uh, when you're doing quick time events or you have to like run up uh, those different, um, you know, arms to do damage uh, and and slice up the joints. Uh, it, 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 it's... It's a, it's still corny, uh, you know, um, as composed by Graham Cornies, uh, one of the authors of this track. But I, I do think that it it works super well within the Armstrong fight, where it it is not this sandblast of corny that we're listening to now. Um, it is a sandblast of corny, but it's like synergizing with the Senator Armstrong stuff, which is just so much fun and plays great. Yeah, and yeah. like you you are. D- fighting the american war machine in this fight like it's <laughs> it couldn't be more literal <laughs> it demands bluntness in fact in fact to me i would compare this soundtrack to the music in the movie rrr right it is most of the songs are just this is what's happening right now this is what characters are thinking about and i wouldn't have it any other way it heightens in this strange way what's happening rather than detracting from it um by just being so boldly like on the nose about it like mm-hmm. that it creates a new aesthetic with it almost and it, it really works i agree completely um i would the last thing i would like to say before i uh sign off is that i love metal gear rising revengeance in context of the metal gear rising soundtracks overall which i think has a number of strong soundtracks even the mm. um kind of like older games i think have some fun uh beat boop music um yeah. but i do think that like two and three specifically um are th- three is incredible and is like a very s- serious sort of like composition and mix with an attempt to be a james bond uh soundtrack that's like better than a- a- anything except maybe the like most classic james bond rift um and and i uh, and I love the sort of like how they fit together this new metal, high sincerity weirdness, and then also Snake Eater, which is also like so nonsensical and weird and sincere that like it, it, they feel like they work together in the same franchise. Um, yeah. and, and I love it, it's these weird connections that make me love Metal Gear more so than like any individual game. I, I think. I think that. I think the fight with Armstrong is really this mission statement of the whole game in a way that I think is really interesting. Uh, and I, I guess you see a lot of that in It Has to Be This Way. Uh, it's sort of spelling out Armstrong's way of viewing the world, right? Mm-hmm. Where violence is the means by which you achieve your goals. Uh, that's how the world works, and it's like, 
if I was part of the United States government, I would absolutely believe that. Are you kidding me? Uh, and the game kind of believes that too, because violence is the means by which you stop uh, this new avenue uh, of American fucking global fascism, basically. Yeah. Uh, and I, th I just think that's almost a refreshing position for a game to take. Uh, one that is, it spends so much of it just being heavy-handedly, like, yeah, the United States and the, the military structures around it are cartoonishly evil. Sundowner is going to be like, yeah, this is going to be like after 9-11. It's fucking awesome. Um, and it's like, yeah, no, kill them with a sword. And that's, that can be your politics. And I respect that. I'm going to call Senator Armstrong the greatest boss fight of all time. Because it's most boss really fights are not, are not good. And Senator Armstrong's boss fight is just firing on every video game cylinder. It's incredible. Yeah. It's, yeah, everything's cranked to 11. It's fucking awesome. It's a lot of fun. Uh, as I say, still haven't beaten him, but I will eventually. I'm going to get back to maybe do that tonight. <laughs> um, yes. So yeah, um, I suppose with with uh, nothing else to add myself, I think both of you really sort of said everything I, I feel about this game. Um, so, um, Kay, do you want to tell us about uh, what you've got going on? Have you anything to plug? Yeah. Um, yeah, you can watch my YouTube videos. Uh, YouTube at Kay and Skittles. Um, I don't know how quick the turnaround is on this pod for you guys. So my new, my new episode probably won't be out when this comes out, but, uh, or my new video, but, uh, you watch that space. There's a lot of good stuff there and I'm going to have uh, some, this will be out on the 25th of February. Oh shit. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. In that case, definitely. I will have a video out on, um, uh, uh, solitary confinement and the prison system and why, why we, we do that when it doesn't, create any outcomes that we could possibly want uh unless that the things sounds like we a real fucking insane. bummer that sounds uh, that sounds like we we have no good reason to do that uh imhl uh, i mean like obviously watch it but um you know also drink yeah i would recommend having one and three quarters of a cold one with that video um it's so it, um it, uh, also, like an excited toddler, um, I have been inconsolable with the light that a movie I showed Kay at one of my uh, horror yeah. nights, Attack of the, Attack of the Block, um, mm -hmm. ended up becoming a video. Um, so you should watch the uh, Attack the Block video because, A, it's a great video, it's a great movie, and uh, it would make me feel good. Yeah. Uh, we did call you that out, to. I think, on the Scott Pilgrim episode as well. Um, oh hell yeah because it came out around the same time and yeah we uh as both attack the block enjoyers and uh, k's videos enjoyers it was a good time <laughs> hell yeah watch that you have to watch the attack the block one for reese um it, do it for reese yeah if you don't i'm gonna fucking know okay uh <laughs> and also the the solitary confinement one will only be a bit of a bummer but mostly it's i'm gonna it's, it's a little trick i'm gonna trick you into learning how to better deal with uh academic research and and studies and not be led astray uh and made to yeah. look like a fool my number one criticism of your videos Kay, is you actually are incredibly effective at ending on a positive note and making me feel hope um <laughs> I, I really don't like 
feeling that that leftism, socialism, communism will work. Um, so uh, uh, it works a lot better for me if it's just like a doomed pastime. So, All right, uh, I'll do my best. Um, <laughs> I will have to push against, unfortunately, uh, the historical precedent that uh, suggests that in fact it will work uh, and we will win. Uh, but I will, I'll sort of create a narrative where that's not true and then we can all sort of wallow in it. Sounds like you're an academic. Finally, <laughs> uh, maybe uh, they'll pay me. I just want you don't forget about uh, your, your podcast as well. Um, the very good podcast, Agab, and the also very good, um, what's that called again, Reese? Video games are the worst thing on earth. Where... I've never heard of that one. Is that one good? That's where we come together every so often, and we just are as mentally ill as society will allow. <laughs> and then a little Check bit it out. more. Yeah. Um, so, um, as for ourselves, anyway, uh, you've been listening to CRT Sound System. Uh, we're on uh, Twitter, CRT Pod System. Um, I resurrected a Tumblr account that I made ages ago. That's uh, tumblr.com slash. Uh, CRT sound system. Um, Follow me on Mastodon. Uh, you're very good, bud, at George.horse. Um, I am very mentally ill on Mastodon, and I could use more followers. So check it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, the last track we have then um, is just the ending song. It's called The War Still Rages Within, um, which is, I think, an appropriate song to end that game on. Uh, so thanks so much for listening. Thank you, Kay, for joining us. Uh, and thank you, Reese, again. As always, Thank have you, a good Kay. one. Looking down on the cars on the Looking down on the bird.